Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. Long live the king! Thou art Ezra, a faithful servant of the God of Israel. If thou seekest a favor of me, speak. O King Artaxerxes, thou knowest that many Judeans did not return to their land when King Cyrus gave them permission. And when great King Darius issued the decree that all Judeans were free to return to their own land, still some remained, even as I. <laughs> Are you asking for permission to go to Jerusalem? If it please the king. Gladly, Ezra. For I know that thou art a learned student of the laws of Moses and of your God, and your presence in Jerusalem will do much to strengthen and encourage your people to hasten with the building of their city and their temple. Thank you, Your Majesty. Also, Ezra, I'm going to issue a decree permitting you to collect by free will offerings gold and silver to take with you to help rebuild the city and beautify the temple. I shall also permit all the people of Israel still living in my realm, which are minded of their own free will, to go to Jerusalem with thee. Before you go, appear before me, for I shall have a letter for you to take with you. And Ezra gathered together some 2,000 men, women, and children to return with him to Judah. For three days, they camped beside the river Ahava. I understand that your name is Hashabiah of the tribe of Levi. Yes, sir. Good. As you probably know, I am Ezra, a direct descendant of Aaron, the high priest under Moses. We will work together. Yes, sir, Your Grace. Your first duty will be to call the people together. Yes, sir. By command of the king, we are permitted to return to Judah, the land of our fathers. With us, we have much gold and silver and valuable vessels for service in the temple at Jerusalem. Each of you will seek of the Lord a right way for us to cross the desert, so that our families and little ones with the gold and silver may arrive safely at Jerusalem. Ezra, Your Grace, I'm sure that the king would gladly assign a regiment of soldiers to see us safely to Jerusalem. Yes, I know, Heshabiah, but I, I... I'm ashamed to ask such a favor of his majesty. Well, there are many robbers and thieves who lie in wait for a band such as ours. Well, the king knows this. He must realize... His majesty realizes this, yes, but I... I told the king that our God protects those who worship him but that his power and wrath is against all those who deny him. I see and understand now, Your Grace, why it is necessary that we have faith and trust God to see us safely to Judah. Finally, Ezra and his small company left the camp at the river Ahava, and the angels of the Lord went before them and brought them safely to Jerusalem. And with thanksgiving and joy, Ezra had the gold and silver and precious vessels turned over to the proper officials of the temple. Now when these things were done, the great prince of Judah came to Ezra, saying, Ezra, your grace, I, I hesitate to make this report. Hesitate not. 
For the Lord hath made thee a prince, and thou hast a duty to perform. Thank you, Your Grace. I... Well, Your Grace, the people of Israel have done grievous sin. I, I must report, Your Grace, that the priests and rulers of Judah are the chief trespassers. Yes, Prince? They have taken for themselves and their sons, wives from among the heathen nations in the land. Thus, Your Grace, have the priests and Levites mixed holy blood with the blood of idol worshippers. Ezra was so astonished at the news of this abomination that he sat until evening as one dazed. At the evening sacrifice, he arose and fell upon his knees and spread out his hands unto the Lord, praying, Oh, my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift my face to thee, for our iniquities are increased and grown up into the heavens. Since the days of our fathers, O God, have we been in a great trespass. O Lord God of Israel, thou art righteous. Be merciful unto us and forgive our trespass. For we are unable to stand before thee because of this great sin. Now when Ezra had finished praying... Behold, he gathered together a great congregation of men, women, and children who wept sore for the great sin they had done. And Ezra spoke to that great multitude and reminded them of the law of Moses relating to intermarriage. Then the people wept even louder and were much displeased with themselves. Then did Shechaniah, a priest, speak unto Ezra and the multitude. We have transgressed against our God and have taken strange wives of the people of the land. But fellow Israelites, there is still hope for us concerning this great sin. We must make a covenant with our God to put away these idolatrous wives, and such as are born of them, let this be done according to the law of Moses. People of Israel, priests and Levites, do ye swear to do this according to the word of Moses? We swear, Ezra, your grace. And Israel made an end to their men taking strange wives and their daughters taking strange husbands. Oh, God, we thank thee for this great reformation in Israel. Had we not separated ourselves from the people of the land... Certainly Israel would have been led back into idolatry. Keep us, O Lord, from straying from the straight and narrow We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at one 800 634 Zero two three four. That's one eight hundred six three four zero two three four. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
the water's great. I will, I will. I'm just making sure I get enough vitamin D. Vitamin D? We're at a swimming pool, not a drugstore. I know that. But do you see that big thing up there in the sky? You mean the hawk? <laughs> no, the big bright thing there above the trees. Nothing up there but the sun. Exactly. So what's the sun got to do with vitamin D? Everything. When the sunshine hits my skin, my body takes those beautiful rays and turns them into vitamin D. And that's a good thing? Absolutely. Vitamin D helps my body fight disease and reduces the pain of sore muscles and stiff joints. You sound like a TV advertisement. Well, somebody needs to advertise a good thing about sunlight. Most people are afraid of it. They smear sunblock all over their bodies, stay indoors, and treat sunshine like it was poison. Hey, I don't want to burn. Scientists say we need to all enjoy up to 30 minutes of direct sunlight each and every day. That will safely provide us with all the vitamin D we need to give our skin a nice, healthy glow. But what about in the winter when this pool's an ice skating rink? Then you go to the drugstore and buy some vitamin D pills. But the best way to stay healthy is to sit in the summer sun. Well, then count me in. I'm going to plop down right here beside you and work on my healthy glow. Are you happy now? Well, not really. Why? You're blocking my sun. Oh, sorry. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 4 Shorty the Cowboy. During breakfast, Dee Dee puzzled over Zach's disappearance the night before. She knew Zach wouldn't have just run off. Besides, his tracks had just vanished right in the middle of the trail, and Zach was too smart not to be able to find them again if he had chased a squirrel or other small animal. Dee Dee played with her cereal while she thought. She didn't even hear someone knocking on the cabin door. Hello, Chris. Hello, Maria, Mrs. Adams said. Dee Dee is just finishing her breakfast. Everyone else is finished eating and ready to go ride horses, Maria said as she sat down at the table with Dee Dee. Do you want to go? Oh, yeah, I forgot about the horse ride. Dee Dee hurriedly ate the rest of her cereal. Come on, Zach, let's go. With his cowboy hat scrunched down on his head and his cowboy boots on, Sammy looked like a real cowboy. He already had his horse picked out. Its name was Thunder, and Sammy was brushing its shiny gray coat. There are four horses left, Willie told Chris, Maria, and Dee Dee. Dee Dee climbed the corral fence to look at the horses. A pretty black and white pinto trotted around in circles. Dee Dee glanced over at Chris and Maria, who were watching the horses too. She thought Chris was eyeing the pinto. That's okay, she thought. Chris can have the pinto. I like the one with the white spots on its rump. Maria picked out a Palomino mare that had come over to her when she called it. You decided who you want to ride? A deep voice drawled behind them. Startled, Chris jumped up to the next pole on the fence, and Dee Dee accidentally let go and fell backward. Two strong hands reached out and caught her. Whoa, miss, the camp wrangler said. I didn't mean to startle you, kids. I just, uh, didn't hear you walk up, Dee Dee stuttered. The wrangler's eyes twinkled as he laughed. 
He was tall with a red mustache and short red hair under his black cowboy hat. My name is Shorty Wilson. I'm sorry I scared you. Maria twisted around and hooked her arms over the top rail of the corral. Your name is Shorty? She couldn't believe it. Shorty Wilson looked like the tallest person she'd ever seen. Even from where she was standing on the fence, she could see straight into his eyes. Shorty nodded. Yup, he grinned. Sure is. Everyone calls me Shorty. You kids call me Shorty, too. None of this Mr. Wilson stuff. I know it's proper and all, but it's no fun having a nickname like Shorty if no one uses it. After Chris, Maria, and Dee Dee introduced themselves, Shorty grabbed three halters and lead ropes from the barn and entered the corral. He caught the black and white pinto first and handed the lead rope to Chris. Tie Apache over there, he said, pointing to a hitching post beside Willie. Next, Shorty caught Maria's palomino. Tie Snowy next to Apache, Maria. Dee Dee watched her horse nuzzle Shorty when he captured her. Jumping down from the fence, she met them at the gate. Angel, this is Dee Dee Adams. Dee Dee, this is Angel. Shorty introduced them. Dee Dee ran her hand gently along the side of Angel's head down to the spot just above Angel's mouth that was the softest. Oh, you're so soft, Angel, Dee Dee said. Angel nuzzled her hand as if to agree. It looks like you two were meant to be pals, Shorty said. Shorty gave Dee Dee some treats to give to Angel. Only feed her when she's being good, Shorty said. Then he gave Dee Dee a brush and showed her how to properly groom Angel. Um... Do you think Zack could ride on Angel with me? Dee Dee asked. He'll be really good. Shorty looked at Zack and smiled. I think so. Angel won't mind as long as Zack doesn't mind. Dee Dee sighed. Oh, thank you. Shorty moved down the line of horses and shoebox kids to make sure everyone had done a good job of grooming their horses. Then he started with Jenny, showing her how to put the saddle blanket on her horse and then how to put the saddle on. None of the shoebox kids could put a saddle on without Shorty's help, though. Don't worry about being able to saddle your horses by yourselves the first time around, Shorty said. It takes practice, especially when you're not even tall enough to see over the back of a horse, he added with a smile. When the shoebox kids had their horses saddled and bridled, Shorty led his gray horse away from the other horses and showed them how to put their left foot in the stirrup and swing their right leg over the saddle. There, that's how you climb aboard, he said before swinging back down to the ground. I can do that, Chris said confidently. All right, Chris, Shorty said. You're next. Be sure and tighten the cinch first, though. Chris tightened Apache's cinch like he had been shown. Then he led Apache into the open and reached for the saddle horn. He slid his left foot into the stirrup. Watch this, he told everyone. Chris pushed off with his right foot but didn't get very far. He tried as hard as he could to pull himself up and lift his leg over the saddle in one try but finally had to drop back to the ground. Sammy laughed. So that's how you get into the saddle, huh, Chris? Chris laughed, too. I guess it's more difficult than I thought. A few minutes later, with Shorty's help, everyone was in the saddles. Shorty handed Zack to Dee Dee and then climbed aboard his own horse. Willie surprised everyone by being the best rider. He wasn't scared at all as he trotted Smokey around the corral. Before the trail ride, he reined Smokey to a stop beside his friends. I think we should pray for Jesus to protect us while we're riding, he said. Dee Dee nodded. I think that's a good idea. The rest of the shoebox kids agreed. Do you want to have prayer with us, Mr. Wilson? I mean, uh, Shorty? Jenny asked. Shorty pulled up beside the shoebox riders. I've never prayed very much, he said solemnly. I guess I never learned how. We pray all the time, Sammy told him. It felt funny at first, but now I think we would feel more funny if we didn't pray. 
He looked around at his friends. Jesus is our special friend. I don't know what we would do if we didn't know him. Shorty rubbed his jaw thoughtfully. You know something? I think I see some logic in that. I'll pray, Dee Dee said. Everyone close your eyes. Dear Jesus, first of all, thank you for this great vacation in the mountains. Thank you that we could all come to Wild Horse Mountain together and have a fun time. Most of all, protect us while we're here and especially while we're riding horses. In Jesus' name, amen. You talk just like you were talking to a friend, Dee Dee, Shorty said with a puzzled look. I was talking to a friend, Dee Dee replied. Jesus is my best friend. Shorty's forehead wrinkled up and he looked very thoughtful. Chris, why don't you take the lead? Apache knows the trail to Fern Falls. Chris laid the reins on Apache's neck to turn him just like Shorty had showed them all how to do. Then he gently nudged Apache in the sides with the heels of his boots. Jenny got her horse Magic to walk behind Apache. Then Sammy fell in behind Jenny on the back of Thunder. Willie followed Sammy and Maria made clicking noises with her tongue to get Snowy to start walking in line. Dee Dee and Shorty brought up the tail end. Shorty was quiet for several minutes. Then he said, You know, Dee Dee, I haven't prayed since I was a kid. The only time I ever heard people pray before is when they sounded as if they were talking to a god who shot bolts of lightning at people if they didn't do exactly what he wanted them to do. Dee Dee twisted around in her saddle as far as she could to see Shorty. In the shoebox, we learn that Jesus loves us more than anything. That's why he died for us. Most of all, he wants to be our friend. Mrs. Shoe, she's our teacher at the shoebox, showed us that if we make Jesus our best friend, we will want to live like him. That's easier than trying to be good because we're afraid of him. Shorty pushed his cowboy hat off his forehead. He squinted as if he were thinking hard. Dee Dee, I'll have to give what you said some thought. Then the shoebox kid soon quieted down on the trail ride to Fern Falls. Up ahead, Jenny was twisting her head around to see all the pine trees and huckleberry bushes and wildflowers along the trail. Chipmunks scurried on top of fallen logs, watched the kids for a few seconds, and then disappeared into their hiding places. We're not going to hurt you, Dee Dee said to the chipmunks. She scanned the tall mountains surrounding them and picked out the highest mountain. It stood majestically above all the other mountains as though it was the king. That is Wild Horse Mountain, she thought to herself. She patted Angel's neck. Good angel, she whispered. While she was looking around, her eye caught a movement in the trees. Is Eagle Feather spying on us? She stared harder, but there was no other movement. Maybe it was just the wind, she thought. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 10, Adventure on Wild Horse Mountain, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. The children come, please let the children come.
overcome. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.